2: We'll be right
0: Them oh. get get Yo, what's up? It's your boy Ari Spears right here.
1: Yeah, Andy Steinberg in uh in Florida. In
0: Florida, baby Ebor City. Uh, real quick, let's get it out the way. Uh, a couple things. One, as always, thank you to the Hits 101 people. Uh, I'm glad you guys are supporting us, staying with us. We appreciate that. Um, something new uh that I want to implement. Uh, into the podcast because I know that there are a lot of people out there who are like starving artists who want to establish themselves and get themselves out there. Uh, And as I always say, you know, go for your dreams, man. Um, And most people don't either out of fear or because they don't know how. So I don't just want to be saying shit to be saying shit. I want to practice what I preach. Uh, So what what we want to start doing is towards the end of every episode, Uh, as we and my man Andy here sign off, uh, I'm going to feature a new artist, up-and-coming artist who you've never heard of. I'm going to give you their social media, and I'm going to play one song from them, uh, a piece of their song. And if you like it, hit them up. Let them know they appreciate it. Maybe find out how you could get more of their music and help a motherfucker grow. You know? I'm a good guy. So... Um,
1: is this with all artists or just music
0: I think I think all artists but so,
1: so but it, so if someone says like an unbelievable poet wants to send you some poet, a, a, a poem
0: yeah all you right. know I even had a couple of comedians hit me up it was like dude if I send you a snippet of my comedy will you play it I said absolutely uh, beat makers anybody creative that's looking for a, 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 some help or, or, or a means to an get outlet. Some, an outlet an uh, outlet you know I got a I got a hundred and like thirty thousand followers on Instagram, so you know we'll see. Maybe the right person will catch wind of it and it'll change your life. And then you could be, you know, uh, like my baby mother, who we'll talk about towards the end of the the this, this show. And you too can be an ungrateful bitch and not give me credit <laughs> later. <laughs> okay, let's just dive right in. You want to start where you?
1: Man, um, I don't know. Do you want to start, you know, we got an election coming up. Do you want to start there? Yeah, sure. Well, I only want to start with, uh, I want to start with, it's not really about the election, but it's about politics. Uh, I, I asked you this last night, and you said you hadn't heard about it, but there's been this big talk of canceling Ice Cube because right. he uh, he met with the president on the platinum plan, and he's been outspoken about the parties. Right. And I don't understand why someone would want to cancel someone who's been pro-black, pro his community, pro – and when I say community, I'm talking about his, his community in, in California. He's, he's been – his music is pro-black. He's taking care of the, his part of the community. And here, here's what I don't understand. All he's really said is that if you want the black vote, you need to earn the black vote on both sides. Because right. we, we're in a situation where we have two people running. And normally I would say there's two parts to this. One, both parties aren't necessarily controlled by who is running. I mean, someone had to nominate them. They put them in there. They're supposed to be primaries. But we saw how that doesn't always uh, accomplish the goal. So there's more to it than just the person. It's, it's the party. But then Joe Biden came out and he said, I am the Democratic Party. So if he's the Democratic Party, and Trump is the Republican Party, and we have two guys that have been, one who's been divisive because of his humanity, and the way he speaks, what he's about, what he doesn't denounce, uh, has divided our country, and that's Trump. But we also have Joe Biden, who put policy out that hasn't been good for the black community, and... In 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 uh, culturally has divided blacks and whites as well. So uh, I think did you have Ice Cube who's looking at it and going, if one of these parties wants our vote, we need to know what you're what you're going to what are you doing for the community, the black community? And if he took a look at Trump's plan because he wanted to see what it was. And listen, I get it. I mean, that's not... It's a plan. It's $500 Is it trust? Can you trust that that would happen? I I think that's what he was looking for. And if you want to look, if you want to see what that is, and you have two people that haven't done anything for that community, other than being the vice president of the only black president, that's really what he's done.
0: Well, two things. Uh, One, I'm having trouble every time I look at Biden, give a speech, getting past the fact that he looks like the Blue Eagle from the Muppets. (laughs) He uh
1: does look like I never I forgot all about that dude. That yeah. is
0: okay. Uh but I don't I'm gonna be honest. I don't I, I remember when Donald Trump I read that he brought up the platinum plan for black people. He was calling it the Platinum Plan. I don't know the in depth details about what exactly that plan is. Uh and I don't really know too much about the situation with Ice Cube. I mean I pretty much heard about it from you as you said last night um what exactly
1: is supposed to be the platinum plan it, it's supposed to be a policies where there's money there's there's money to inject to for loans for building for uh, uh, commu- black communities that are uh impoverished to to lift and and do things but with uh with real estate and with business and loans but the problem is it doesn't i haven't read the whole plan and I need to, I apologize for not having read it before I brought this up, but all these plans that they've always put in place, never, the money never goes down to the end user, which is the the black community, the small business owner, those, those guys, it always gets washed up in either the, the banking system or how the loans get brought. So there's a lot of reasons why you would look at this. The other reason I would look at this is that uh, Trump doesn't say a lot of things like in a in a well-marketed way, in a professional way, a polished way. And for him to come out with a plan and call it the Platinum Plan for Black America, that just sounds like market research. Like he had some guys like, let's, how do we market this to the black community so to let them know that we are doing this right. and, and to get some votes? Right. And so it, it, it doesn't feel authentic to me, number one. Number one, it doesn't feel authentic. But, and to Ice Cube's uh, point here, It's not about even authenticity coming from these two parties because the two parties haven't uh, really produced for minorities, not just the black community, minorities in general. Uh, So if they haven't, you have to look at, okay – I have these two parties. Which one? And it's not just about President President Trump, because the party as a whole is is has to be looked at. And remember, we're we're not that long ago. It was only in the '60s where the Republican Party was looked at as the more friendly party to the blacks black community to the, to the blacks in politics. They were in, in the Republican Party. Uh, that was the time with uh, Jackie Robinson, I believe, was uh, like a Nixon supporter, and that's when the whole. Things went down with uh, Martin Luther King, and that's where there was this switch. where And, and one of the things I thought was interesting, too, is it said um, that uh, one of the things they said about Ice Cube and, and the way white politicians use famous black athletes—athletes, athletes, sorry, I, was saying, athlete. I almost said it that way— right. uh, is 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 to motivate voters because they have to they have to go to someone who shouldn't be isn't really the uh, the person who should have the knowledge but the white community does that all the time when they're looking for votes they go after anybody because marketing isn't about uh, the people who are in the know the knowledgeable right. it's about the people who can move the needle. Right. And so famous people always work out for that. So I felt that was disingenuous to say about him as well. Because at least he's doing the research and he's taking a look at it. Uh, it is tricky, though, because Trump uses that, the fact that he even looked at it or the, wanted to talk about it or wanted to meet with, with him about that plan. Trump uses that as like, oh, look, look what I'm, what I'm doing. So,
0: Well, that, I, that, that was almost kind of like uh, when Kim Kardashian... Went to him for uh, prison reform or something, and
1: yeah, but know, and but the, the, the like I'm helping you niggas with your problems, but okay. But here's the thing: he did listen to her, and they did make reforms. So I this is why I think you have like I understand why Ice Cube wanted to look at it because yeah, this isn't your friend. So wait, so now, so he, was he catching flack from the black community simply for talking to him? Yeah, and and seeing like he's. Trump was able to use that as that uh, he has support because. Ice Cube's endorsement. Yeah. That's what I think that's where it got caught. And I didn't see it that way. Oh,
0: because I think I read where Ice Cube responded and said something about, I would never endorse this man.
1: Yeah. Okay. He was really just trying to see what it is because it's about what the party's offering. Trump isn't. Trump, whether he wins or loses, isn't going to be there. Forever. It's about the po- it's about the policies that the party puts out. Mm. And if you if he felt that uh, that one party over the other would benefit, I mean, you have to at least research it. You have to do your due diligence. You have to know. I don't understand why even looking at that did that. I understand that Trump kind of used it against him. But right. that is where why I don't understand why. then the smart people shouldn't be yelling or the woke people the liberal the, the that agenda shouldn't be trying to cancel him. He's honestly just doing due diligence. I didn't see that problem. Right. And I see the history. You know, it seems like the history if you're going by history and you see someone who's always been part of your community and is working for your community doing the best for your community and now you want to cancel him because he is inciting just with a pres- a president a nominee in Biden who has a history that shows that he isn't for the black community. Right. So why are you going to cancel someone who has a history because he's not out and out endorsing the person who obviously does have a past that isn't positive. Right. So this is where we're getting to this point again where I think we're either too too woke, too smart, too liberal that we're not paying attention to who we're going after anymore. Now it's someone who's on your side.
0: Well, yeah, I'm reading this post by Ice Cube where he says, a lot of energy being spent on telling me to stay in my lane. Zero energy spent on telling Biden slash Harris they need to do way more for black people to shore up the vote.
1: I I don't understand what's wrong with that. Right. I don't understand what's wrong with him saying, "Earn earn our vote. Earn right. our vote because l- listen. I, as far as I'm concerned, this election, I'm not. I didn't vote. I didn't vote for a president. I voted right. for humanity. I voted for someone that doesn't seem to want to divide or is smart enough. And this is where it gets dangerous. Right. It, it is smart enough not to show what a person, what kind of person he really is. Uh, and that's Biden. Biden. Right. When Biden was out the other night, and he was talking about. Uh, he did talk about the uh, the, the super predator uh, uh, bill that got passed and how everybody at the time endorsed it. But he said it with like in a way that he was positive, like, yes, it was wrong and this is what happened, but not in a way that was at all apologetic. Right. To me, it felt like he was like, these are the facts. This is the way it went. Um. But I didn't feel like the remorse of what what this, these policies caused. And maybe because he didn't feel that he, what he put in there caused it. Uh, he tried to blame it on the federal policies that, or the state policies that affected it. I, I don't know. I, I just... I don't blame Ice Cube for wanting to see what's all the cards that are on the table. I don't know if you're familiar with this lady, Katrina Pearson.
0: She sent out a... a- a tweet, I guess black people criticize the ice cube for actually helping black people is why we haven't had nice things. Now let me stop before I read the rest of this. This chick from, I'm looking at her pick, her cert, the avatar. She don't look black, but she goes, why we haven't had nice things. So let me, let me assume she's just real light skin or mixed. Um, and I have to and before I finished reading this I was like, you know what boom I was with her because let's be honest you know uh, you know we 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 are the we are the best crabs in the barrel that there are and it seems like instead of again we've hit this nail a thousand times on the head instead of supporting one another we seem to want to find reasons to tear each other down so I was like, yeah, I'm with this lady but then she finishes by saying, but that changed under the leadership of Donald Trump with a record of results in the community and continued success, continued success with four more years and the Platinum Plan. Then I was like, this bitch. So it, it's... I don't think black people should be tearing Ice Cube down, especially if what he was trying to do was everything that you said. Um, but then it sounds like this woman fully supports... Donald Trump. And when she uses the word leadership and continued success, that's where you lost me. What leadership? We know he's, he's, he's a bad leader. And what continued success?
1: What success? Okay. I'm going to go with I, – I, because I can't deny that he hasn't led in the way that I think that someone – a true leader should lead. He doesn't speak well. He doesn't. He gets points across, and then he leaves openings for things that I feel should just be condemned. Um, But what has Biden done? And why wouldn't you want to know? Why wouldn't you want to hold the flashlight up to Biden and ask him what he's going to do? Or if we, if you have something on the table from the other side, why don't you want to put that same flashlight on the other side and go, "What are you doing?" We need to know what you're doing.
0: Yeah, you know, uh, I hate to, you know, it, it, it I hate to sound if glum is a word. I think it is. Uh, let me just make sure so I don't seem too fucking ignorant. Uh, the meaning of glum. Glum means looking at or feeling dejected. I'm smart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I don't want to feel glum, but I'm just like this is all starting or has been feeling like the repetitive, same old, same old. And it's just like, you know, you find your sweet spots where you can, you find happiness where you can, whatever it is, you can make work, make work. And, it, and if it does work, find the joy in that and just keep it moving. I'm saying that to say, again, we've had a history of what president has ever, from either side, really, truly done anything to improve the lives of, of black folks, or most people in general, it's not even making a race thing. But we, but but we know specifically we're talking about Donald Trump, Ice Cube, and black folks. But overall, you know, it seems like most politicians don't really give a shit. They make a bunch of promises they don't keep, and we just keep playing the same game over and over and over. And all we do is get a lot of good sound bites. At this point, it's like. You know, it feels like how, how stupid can we continue to be to to look at these rallies on TV and 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 watch these speeches and go, yay, they're really for us? When they constantly prove, once they get in office, they're not. It's just it's it makes for great TV. It makes for a good soundbite. And I do and I do believe because there's a shitload of dumb motherfuckers out there and they know it. They go, all we gotta do is say this. Act like this and get them. And once we got them, fuck them. You know, it's like I I was watching Biden yesterday and he goes uh, and his assault or his attack on Trump. You know, when it came to COVID, 200,000 deaths, this many millions of cases, uh, Americans don't panic. Donald Trump panicked. And that's a good raw moment. That's a good soundbite but nah, Americans panic I know we want to create this picture that Americans are so brave and strong and we can withstand anything and lord knows at times when it's been we've faced a lot of hard shit and we've shown adversity so we are a strong country, we are strong people but I don't think that simply Americans, that only belongs to Americans, I think that's most people to be able to show some sort of resilience. But at the same time, motherfuckers panic. Motherfuckers get scared. Scared tactics work. So to just go, Donald Trump panicked. Nah, Americans panic too, nigga.
1: Listen, the politicians all panicked. And they all went crazy. I'm, I'm sorry, because there's, there's people that I, that I do respect that are politicians. And I know that they mean well. But I watched I watched one panic. Panicked to the point where they were talking. No, man. Como panicked, man. He panicked. He wanted Mark Como in New York. He wanted, he wanted all these ventilators because he felt that they needed the ventilators. And at the time, maybe that was the right idea. We need these ventilators because we want to save as many people as we can with these ventilators. They threw money at ventilators. There's, there's a, a company that never even got the ventilators made, didn't even give them the ve- It was just such a rush. Instead of like going, okay, this is what I didn't understand, and and I don't, I'm dumb, so and you know maybe I don't know, but we knew where it hit. It hit in New York first. It hit uh, in in the Seattle, in the Pacific uh, Northwest areas. That's where it hit, and we knew that we needed to control those areas. But we knew that it was going to move slowly through the rest of the country. We should have just, we could have easily had put in. I don't want to say easily. That sounded like Trump right there. (sighs) I felt bad. (laughs) We could have taking a look at what our, our our supply line was, our chain, and we could have moved things or at least put a program into place to have equipment moved as needed into certain places. Um, we just started saying to the, the president needed to do this, and he needed to do that. And before we knew it, we had ships and everything out in, in New York. Listen, I'm not knocking him. I mean, he got he, – because he wanted – because uh, that was the epicenter. That's where it was it initially came, where it was coming into the country, and it was growing at a rapid rate, and he wanted to do as much as he could for that community. That's more power to him. I get what he was trying to accomplish, but it was a panic move. It wasn't a move of, let's be strategic about this. Let's take it in the right order. And And, and, and when you talk about not panicking, the Democratic side, and I'm going to go back to this, when Trump, whether you like him or not, But you like how he speaks when he said he was going to close down China because of the China virus and everybody started calling him a racist because he was closing down the the the, uh, closing down travel to China to the United States and calling it the China virus. You're worried about him calling the China virus and you're complaining that he has 200,000 dead. But you didn't want him to close it down because you wa- you thought that was racist, and you thought it was racist that he called it the China virus. The jo- the virus came from China. Well,
0: it, it was it was more racist because he called it kung flu. Okay. Kung flu is you know
1: that's okay, okay. Let me let's be honest with this. Okay, let's be really honest. Funny, R- funny.
0: Right, but
1: yeah, and, and he's not a president. He's not like president. even if
0: even if your selling point was, uh, I call it the China virus because it comes from China.
1: Okay. I'm not maybe, saying maybe that shouldn't no, even no, be no, the no, right no, thing no, to no, say. No, 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 But
0: if that was your selling point, all right, it came from China. You might be right as far as that. But once you go Kung Flu, that's some other shit.
1: This is the other problem is. And we've said this, and there's numerous comics who have said this. Donald Trump might not be the best president ever, but he is definitely the funniest president. Yeah. He has more sound bites of dumb shit said or funny stuff said than any other president. Right and I, I i as much as i uh as much as i didn't think that that was the right thing to say at the time it was funny right but that's not what he's in that's not what he's there to do he's not doing a stand up hour yeah so i get that but that's where that's where the that's where the focus was he wasn't doing his job right because he 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 wanted to close that down there's a there was a panic there was a panic from a lot of people and everybody was looking to, the politicians panic like this they point fingers at other politicians and other sides to put the blame on someone else they don't panic they're not worried about i i'm I don't think most politicians are worried about the 200,000 people that have died in this country i think they're more worried about pointing the finger at the other side to put the blame on the other side so that they can win their their their, their, uh, their election that's what i think they are that's where they panic well
0: i mean you know Look, people are some Some people are going to panic. Some people are not. But that's what a president and a leader is supposed to do, is not panic so that we can follow his lead.
1: Well, I also think that that's why I voted the way that I did is because I, did, I wanted someone who could lead. I wanted a leader. But don't forget, and I'm going to say this, Hitler never panicked. To the day they bombed his bunker, Hitler went up there and... Threw his arm up and did his shit. So not panicking and and being a leader isn't all of it either. There needs to be some substance that of, uh, an enlightened country of people who want to make progressive, who want to make progress in a progressive way. That's the leader we need. We're just looking. I think we're shooting the door. I, I voted.
0: Uh, listen, as I, was Not getting, happy. As, as I was getting ready to come over here, uh, I had the TV on CNN, and they were uh, Trump was doing one of his rallies, and of course uh, the crowd locked so so and so up, locked so and so up because I guess what did he say? Trump was like the whole Biden family is corrupt, so therefore they should be locked up. And as the chants were dying down, as he began to speak, he went. Yeah, lock them up, lock them all up, lock up Biden, lock up Hillary. And I just went, you're still talking about Hillary? She's not even in this anymore. No. Just like you keep fucking with Obama, and he ain't the president. His administration is not there. Like, Why do you keep talking about
1: Hillary, motherfucker? Because he's another finger pointer. He's not a leader. He's another one going, these guys. Let's it's time we moved on and we focus on the people of the country and what this country needs. And it's obvious. The one thing I think Donald Trump did bring to this country is he showed us what's wrong with it. And we need to fix it. I just I'm just disappointed that we don't have anybody with all this, uh, this all the smart people that everybody wants to talk about. Why we don't have someone that we want to vote for. No, I, I don't I, I want to know how many I I don't believe people are going out to vote for someone they want to vote for. I think this is a vote against somebody. I didn't vote for someone, I voted against someone. But technically that's what you're doing anyway, no matter who it is. No, right? I mean if it's if it's someone that you want as president, you're voting for them. To be go against who you don't want. No, because you, you're you're happy to cast that ballot for that person. So you just was miserable while you were doing it. I was miserable the whole time I was voting because I knew that I was voting against someone, not for someone. And I think that this goes right back to the, to the beginning of this conversation where Ice Cube, what he was trying to get to, and that's what he was trying to get to is, okay, we're, we're going to be casting votes against someone. Is this other side going to give us anything? Because if you're just voting someone out because you don't like him, but he's gonna, he could do more for you than the other side? Don't you want to make that other side at least come up to that? At least come up to that bar of the person you can't stand?
0: Yeah, I just need Donald Trump to do something to really prove to me he's for black people other than words and handshakes and photo ops with black people. He got to openly French kiss a nigga in the mouth for me to believe he actually gives a shit about niggas. Uh, Yeah, let me ask you this. Um... Didn't he get over COVID in record time?
1: Well, there's a lot of people who get over COVID in record time, but at his age and his weight, that's that's different, yeah. That's making me think maybe that was a farce. No, I, I know too many people. I, I know people who get sick. I, I said, you know, last night I did. I, I asked that question, though. Took to the crowd. Yeah, did you heard me ask that question? No, I didn't. I asked if anybody in here has had COVID.
0: Oh, that question. I thought you meant had anybody think Trump had it.
1: No, I didn't ask that question. I asked if anybody had it, and you know the room wasn't. Uh, you know, it's not a huge room. Oh, and I saw that, and the one person said they did. Yeah, and she was a she was a worker, a healthcare worker, so she's right. seen it and she had it. Right. And I asked her what it was like, and she said it, she said it's like the flu, but getting hit by a truck, but also like getting hit by a truck Jesus. at the same time. So, I mean, it's there. I know that it exists. And now they're saying, now someone came out and said it's, it might be with your blood type. I don't know. I think we need, I, I would like to know, I think, why don't we know more about Trump's uh, experience there? Why don't we know about what he, Well we know is how much it cost. They ran right to how much it cost. But again, this is it. This is a, against someone, how much it costs to take care of this president. And then they said, well, everybody, no matter how much it costs, should, should get to survive and they should do whatever they can for anybody. But not everybody gets that same care. But since not everybody gets that same care, let's find out what they did that he did survive in record time, that he got well right. in record time. Why aren't we knowing what happened with him 100%? Why aren't we getting that? Why aren't we getting, why aren't we getting that information? We're getting the cost.
0: And the cost is the vaccine?
1: No, the cost, they, they said how much it cost. It was over $100,000 for uh, $150,000 or something like that. To take care of him? hmm for that short time. And for the medication he got, oh, y'all are fucked. Yeah, we're not going to get one hundred fifty thousand dollars. Yeah, see, again, but but what did he get? What made it? What made him survive? What, whatever it is, we ain't getting it. Yeah, but there's a lot of people that uh, most most people are surviving,
0: but the people that didn't, they say, you know, it would be like a, it's like a two week,
1: two to three week. Well, you're supposed to be quarantined for two weeks. So I know people who've had it for a week. You know, uh, listen, in, in our comedy community, you know, uh, famously, I'm not calling them out for it, but uh, Brendan Schaub and, uh, and Brian Callen got it. They recovered quite quickly. But on the other hand, uh, Michael Yo got it. And Michael Yo got it? Remember, he, you don't remember he got it? No. Michael Yo got it and he got it bad. He was in the hospital. He had to get on uh, morphine he got, he got, uh, for his headaches. He got really Jeez. bad headaches. Where they, they for him it was scary, it it was scary for him and his family. So there are plenty of people like just in our community, in the comic community, that get it, survive it. But and you know, but you know, those are two guys that are fairly good shape. Brandon and uh, right. and, and they're in good shape. Uh, you know, um, Callen's a little older, but survived it. They did they right. did fine. Now, but Yo was in good shape, and young. And um, for him, it was, it, it was scary. Like, well, he might not have made it. Wow. And, you know, they said he had really bad headaches, so there was an underlying... They think that there could be, like, an underlying situation with him because COVID kind of exposes where your body's weaknesses are. So, obviously, if you follow that pattern, obviously something might be... There might be an issue that no. brought on those, those, those headaches. So, wow. again... I'm I'm gonna go back, I, but I don't know how we got all the way over here. I because because uh, Trump survived, but I'd like to know what he survived, what they did for him that was different, what they're not doing for other people that are that haven't survived. I know that they've made uh, medical uh, progress by leaps and bounds over when it first hit this country, but there's also people that are are getting it now for a second time. Well, they said on
0: the news, uh, you know, third wave is coming, and and this would be the worst because of winter. Yeah. So so that made me think, okay, you know, dates that you and I may have, or that means... They could can be canceled can, again. Yeah. Oh,
1: but here, here's the thing. Winter's supposed to be the worst, but in the wintertime, wouldn't it be easier to cover up, like, your face? And I know we're in close... Commu- like, in, in the East Coast, when you take public transportation, you're close to people, so you're on that same. But if you got... You know, Scarves and masks. masks and right. You're all bundled up. I mean, I would think that there would be less of that uh, that transfer from the right. air. And,
0: and then they also said uh, one biologist that a vaccine will be here, should be here by the end of the year.
1: Yeah, but they're still thinking February before it goes out. Okay, but still, that's still cold months in uh, on the East Coast. It's still cold. Are you going to take it? I don't. Know, Trump looks pretty spry, man. I'm. <laughs> He's still talking shit. Uh, I don't know. I- I'm a little nervous because there's no uh, long-term research on it. They don't know what it's going to do to you. you
0: and know. just so I'm, because I'm, I'm a little confused. If it's the vaccine supposed to be, let's say you got it, they give you the vaccine, it they cure you, or is it the vac? You take the vaccine so you can't get it.
1: You take the vaccine so you can't get it. It doesn't cure you.
0: So if you got it, taking the vaccine ain't going to do nothing. No. No. Okay.
1: But there's things now to help you get you through having it. But I don't know. But,
0: but, but to cover your ass and better be safe than sorry,
1: yeah. you should take it. The vaccine because that will give us the herd immunity that we're supposed to. We can't get herd immunity if you're getting it a second time. Uh, You're going to have to have the vaccine to make yourself not get it. That's that's I think if I read it correctly, that's how it is. And and but if you get it and you're younger and you're healthy, your your chances of survival are you know are it's it's like being young and healthy and having the flu, which. Again, a lot of people you know, were saying when Trump called it the flu, like the flu, it is like the flu, but it has other things in it that if you have a weakness, it exposes you to that. So that's why people that have pre-existing conditions, uh, especially like diabetes and then anything that's related to your respiratory system, uh, can take you out, no matter how old you are.
0: Right. Um...
1: This isn't funny anymore, though.
0: No, and, and, and listen, um, this vaccine, man, again, it, it it feels like some sort of – and I know, again, I wouldn't put anything past the government, um, but why has this got such a boogeyman – feeling attached to it like if you take the vaccine they are just trying to get you and bill gates and the vaccine and you know we don't know what the effects are and it'll probably cause more harm it's a way for them to track you like what is this boogeyman shit attached to the vaccine
1: well we stopped questioning where the vaccine where the where coronavirus came from anyway we know coronavirus has been around forever the cor- corona has been around forever but COVID 19 is new COVID-19 uh that came from China and they said a wet market and then there was a lot of talk that it didn't come from a wet market that it's it's actually you know government and then that just went away and this is what bothers me when we talk about everything that's going on in this country and why and I'm going to get this all the way back to where we started again and this is why I appreciate it that. Uh, the cube went after this and to try to get some more information is because we listen to the media on everything. And we listen as long as the media wants to tell us. And when they want to tell us something else, they change the narrative. So the media from the beginning, this is my hard time with what's going on in our country right now. The media, the day that Trump was elected in the media, in magazine articles, in the news was how are we, going to remove him from office basically from the first day before he ever took office how we're going to impeach him and everything that's happened trump has proven not to be a good communicator a great human being i don't think there's anybody even on either side who could say that he's a great human being that he's someone that you look to take your kids and say look at that man that's what you want to aspire to be He's not a great human being. He doesn't. she doesn't come off that way. He doesn't show that part of himself. Uh, I don't. I don't believe in him. I lost my faith in, in in the fact that a sitting president has more power than I thought. I, I I always thought the Congress had a lot of power, and that you could you could control a president. And I can see now uh, that there's more power to that position than I thought there was. Um, that said the media still reflected on him and has gone after him and shown everything that he does wrong. And when you bring up Hillary, like when he brought up Hillary, we're still talking about grabbing by the pussy for him. He is in office. He wasn't even considering being a politician at that time. and We're still bringing that up because the media wants us to hear that still because they definitely wanted us to go out and vote not for who we want, but Against who we don't want. And that's what this is. And this is, as far as I'm concerned, this is still controlled a lot by our, the people who run these multi mega corporations and media corporations. That's what they want. They showed us, they put the spotlight on them and they showed it, but they didn't give us anybody better to vote for. They gave us something that's the same. And that's very indicative of, of a companies or big business That wants everything to stay the same. We don't like this person over here. We don't want you to vote for him, but we want everything to stay the way it is. So we want you to vote for this person over here. And I believe that's what Ice Cube was looking at. And that's what he wanted to know. Okay, we're not going to get something better. But who's going to do better for our, for, and specifically for Ice Cube, for my community? Speaking as Ice Cube, who's going to do better for my community? And that's, that's where I'm at with all this. That's where, that's where everything is for me and why he's not supposed to be canceled. Going back, COVID, going everything, that's, wh- that's where we are right now. Who's going to take care of the community the best way? And if you want to cancel him for asking the question that I think is obviously needs to be asked, I don't think that you know what's going on. And when people say that only smart people, we should be looking to smart people, not musicians. What is it? Look who runs our country. Are they smart people? Are they brilliant people? We're electing people that live.
0: In, well, I mean, well, that that falls under the same. Just sh- sh- you know, shut up and dribble. But
1: I no no. But what I'm seeing, yeah, stick, it does fall. Stick there. to comedy, yeah, you know. So, but what are we supposed to listen to? Uh, we're only supposed to listen to smart people, but we're supposed to vote for regular motherfuckers.
0: Well, for Ice Cube to be where he is in terms of accomplishments, given where he's come from.
1: It's pretty smart, smart motherfuckers. So, so yeah, let's, you know. I'm going to go with he's smart. Right, that's the smart person. I'm going to listen to. Right, I, yay. I, yay Um, I'm I, I'm, du- I, I'm sorry. I yay, I know we spend yay. a lot of time on this. All
0: right, let's switch gears. Yeah,
1: how's your life going?
0: Uh, that's a no, whole another chapter. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm let's inject some levity. Um, Bill Burr, SNL, fucking genius, man. Man. Uh if you had to say which was the better monologue, Dave Chappelle on SNL or him?
1: They're different. They're different monologues and I can't say one's better than the other. But I felt I felt that <sighs> Dave's in a place and the way that he did his monologue, I felt he was he definitely got, you know, some backlash for it. Right. But I felt like he had it. I think Bill just threw himself off. Like, I'm going to throw myself off this bridge. We'll see what happens when I land. Right. Uh, Because that crowd, when he first started from the very beginning, I'll say it this way. I felt they were both great. I think Bill's was maybe riskier at this particular moment. Yeah. Um,
0: And to have a white guy. Say what he said. The way he said it. The way he said it. Unapologetic. Of course, I think added to the uncomfortability of that crowd. Had Dave done that same monologue as a black dude saying it, it, I don't know if it's as uncomfortable. Because it would more or less feel like, you know what? He's got the right to say
1: that. Yeah. Because a lot of stuff that I read came from a lot of uh, minorities. Especially black folks that said, "I don't know that I need to be getting that kind of information from a white guy. I don't know how he gets to speak on that." Well, I didn't see any of that. Not saying you didn't or you're wrong, but I also to
0: opposite of that. A lot of black people were loving him for
1: that. A lot were, but I also saw that. I also saw the other side where that that was like how, how was he getting to speak? And it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't black men that were saying that. It was black, black women, women that were saying that. Oh, really? That. Yeah. You know, uh, so uh and and of course, white women who were saying that he was out of you know well how dare they listen, I thought it was how how can you get mad when it's the truth right, and that's what comedy really is, man, that's all it is, the part where he was said, uh
0: and you white women stood by us toxic white males uh, and then when you Got upset. You went and fucked with a black dude, and then when you got caught, you said it wasn't consensual. consensual. That's where it was like, whoa.
1: Um, yeah, he brought up and he, and he also called out when he said that about toxic white men for hundreds of years. Or how, right. I don't. I mean, I'm I'm uh, paraphrasing. Uh, he called himself out. He called himself out as well. So right. there, the, the the people who are saying that a white man should he called himself out uh i give him so much credit for being aware self aware uh culturally aware i mean i do know he has a black wife so i and i saw somebody write that well he has a black wife so she keeps him in check you know that's a uh, uh that that's probably it's probably opened him up to more right. but to, to to say that that's the reason why you have to be you have to be an intelligent you really, you, you really think he'd be doing that or saying some of that or feeling some of that If his wife was white. Dude, I don't say exactly what he said, but I mean, I feel that way. I speak to that, and I date the white... My girl could win queen of white girls. Right. So, yeah, I think being self-aware, being understanding of history, and looking at your place, and looking at why you are where you are, as long as you're self-aware, and I think that's what comedy brings. Comedy brings self-awareness. Right. You know, when you... You know, you said something uh, 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 um, about how white guys are self-deprecating and black dudes aren't. And sometimes when I'm self-deprecating on stage, it doesn't go over. And then I thought about it, and that's because you, as a black person, you don't need someone to be trying to take you. You don't need to take yourself down. you got plenty of other people doing it. Mm. The wh- white dudes, that's why we do it. And it's part of understanding that we are – We've gotten we gotten away with a lot. We've gotten a lot because, not necessarily, not saying I've done, but because of other people, I've gotten from that. So I still receive reward from it.
0: Yeah, I you know, it, when he said the thing about the white women, and he goes, so just sit next to me, shut up, and take your talking to. Yeah. Um, you know, listen, Dave hit that same note kind of when he said the thing about uh, white women, you were in it on the heist, you just didn't like your cut. Yeah. So... Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he's, listen, I've always said you know I believe Bill Burr is one of the best. Um, I didn't see the rest of him on SNL. Did you?
1: I saw. Yeah, I saw. Though it was the skits. Yeah, how were they? Pretty really good.
0: Yeah, anything controversial
1: or just? Not really. I heard. I heard there was a little tension on the, on the show. Really? I don't know if every. I don't know if all the white women on the show liked. Really? Liked his monologue. Well, I mean, if you
0: listen to some of his stand-up and it's particularly in some of his interviews. I remember he did one interview on Conan where he said, "You know, women are overrated." And Conan did that thing where he you know, hit his like put his head down like, "What?" And then he let him expand and of course Bill Burr knocked it out of the park with why he thought that. So, um maybe yeah, maybe those are some of the same women who, you know, uh, may have seen that interview or or, or or heard some of his stand-up or his views on women and and uh, yeah, rub them the
1: wrong way. Dude, uh, a lot of my, uh, not a lot, a few of my friends did work at the store. They, uh, like, I asked him, you know, I go, was he working that? And he was working that at the, and he, they said it started out painful. Wait, he was working that bit he did on SNL? Really? And it it started off painful. Like, he really, he had, and it didn't, I don't know how much it changed, because I wasn't there to see it, but because it's pretty in your face. But, you know, in L.A., of all places, that's a place where those women aren't going, uh, they're not going to go for that. Right. And uh, he punched through that. I, I I, I think it was, you know, saying which one's better, it's almost impossible. They were both great. That's right. something to vote for. Look, now that's something to vote for. See what it's like when you have something that you could go, I think this one is great. Not, I think this one isn't as bad as that one. Right. Because we're voting for what's great, not for what's the worst. But Vote for the worst one. I'm sorry I brought it back to that other thing.
0: <laughs> um, and since we're talking about comedy, uh, that Comedy Store documentary – on Showtime. I saw the first one. I, I I thought the second one was gonna be this Sunday, but you said they've already done two and now this Sunday's
1: the third one. Third one, yeah. yeah. Right. Uh it's great. And Eleanor. Eleanor who's uh is a comedian from uh LA who's been on her podcast early, early in the podcast. She's she's been on twice. Uh She's she's on she's on it and and Eleanor is so like you could just you could talk to her about Mitzi in the store all day long cuz she's been uh, she was there for like 20 years. She was mm-hmm. a waitress at first. So she knows like all the secrets. And so it's great to see her on there and getting to tell some of her stuff. What do you think about the documentary? I think it's great. I can't wait to to get to the it's one of those I can't like it was to me it's kind of like uh the 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 the, the Jordan, last dance. yeah the last dance. Right cuz it's I want to get to the end cuz I want to see I, I want to see it all
0: um you know I guess at the height of its boom in the s- late 70s early 80s uh had to be somewhat late 70s um they were talking about how when Jimmy Walker cuz he they interview him cuz he's kind of been like he's kind of uh, comedy store Yeah. Legend look, you know. Yeah, he was the. Yeah. It was like, yeah, you know, at the height of his popularity, he would perform and the place was packed. And this really goes to just show you the power of television. Once you have a once you are a TV star, once you have a TV show, once you have a movie career, because I'm going to be honest with you, man, I don't know if you ever really listened to his stand up. Like, like, I, you know, I got XM Sirius Radio, and every now and then I'm driving, got it on one of the comedy stations, and his, and and then Jimmy Walker will come up and doing a stand up, and being a good stand up and being popular are two different things, and because of the popularity of Good Times, people be lined up around the block, place would be packed, but his stand up was never that to me
1: at all. If you wa when you get to watch the second episode, you'll you'll get there's some more background on that.
0: Cuz he even said in the first episode, who was it? Uh Byron Allen. He had Byron Allen helping him write. Yeah. He had a few b- had a few people. Few people. And I'm just like, you know, Dave it ain't just popularity. His stand-up is potent. But to to reach a point where you're in a show and because of the popularity and the height of that show, you're the guy. Now there's that pressure to be, yo, is he as funny on, on stage as he is on, on, on TV? And to not be able to live up to that, I would think that would drive that, – like that's to drive you crazy.
1: Watch this, watch this other episode. And one of the reasons people stand around the block though for him too, and they'll talk about this in the second episode that you'll see, no one would let them put – their name on the marquee because it was a showcase show and why would they pay $5 why would they pay $50 to go see them somewhere else if they were only $5 yeah there? they
0: made that point i think in the first in one. the first yeah. one okay well then yeah. there's
1: more coming up about right. about this and it, they get into freddie prince a little bit more uh yeah
0: Cause that first one, it was heavy on Freddie Prince.
1: Yeah, there's a little bit more. There's some more stuff that you're gonna that you're gonna hear about though Because that that was at that time. Those were the people that were being peeled off and going on to uh superstardom. Because right. they were getting on. um It was all. It, 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 I think the next one is really more about getting on Carson and how that took you to the next level.
0: Are you sure? Cause, dude, that was all in the first one. Really? Yes. That's why I'm telling you this Sunday. Is episode two? No,
1: it's th- I watched two episodes so far. Really? Yeah,
0: because everything you just said, Freddie Prince, yeah, Jimmy Walker. I, I Carson, don't remember that which was ones. All in the first. I one. don't
1: remember which ones on which. No, we can look. So it up.
0: tell me some shit. You tell that you, that you that, tell me some more shit. I'll tell you if because if I, if I don't recall it, that means it's two. It, it,
1: it's it's two. Did you? Uh, was it on the part about uh, where Jimmy Walker says that he didn't have any have the time? He only had 10 minutes.
0: I don't remember him saying
1: that. And then they talk about... Yeah, there's more.
0: Right. Um, No,
1: was Letterman in the first one a lot? He was a pretty... Letterman's yeah. in this one a, uh, yeah. a, a lot too. Okay. Oh, no, I know it's two different ones because the first one you deal with... It starts off with the dude, the, the, the main... The main like I know narrator, you're talking about. right, right. Who had a great show on in the early two thousands? I think he had a show on HBO. Okay, it was great. Uh, he's with Mark Maron. Uh, that's where he's. You know, he's talking to Mark Maron. Right. That's how the, it opens. The second one, he's not. He's talking to more De Letterman. Okay. So you're gonna. There's definitely two. Um, but I may be putting.
0: Dude, I really hope. I really hope I can find out. That money and extreme fame and success don't buy happiness, because I'm looking at Freddie Prince Jr., good looking, young, was su- highly successful, adored, like not just as a comedian, as a person. yeah, uh, money in the bank, what would drive you to kill yourself? Because I I've thought about killing myself because of not having those things. Like well, I I really want to be proved wrong by life and go, damn dog, I got X Y and Z, and I'm still not. And, and I and I know that sounds and feels so superficial, but it's like when you crave things that you feel. You would bring you peace because you just, you know, you're tired of struggling or you're tired of the grind and you just want to be able to kick your feet up in your pool, relax, smoke a cigar, drink some brandy, maybe have a couple of broads at your whim. What are you upset about? There is some inner, more, deeper shit going on that is bothering you.
1: Do have you? Did you watch Forrest Gump? Have yeah, you? there's there's a scene in Forrest Gump where he's talking about uh, how he made so much money, and he said, hey, "Bubba Gump Shrimp," and he has more money than Davy Crockett, right? And he said, and then he he his uh, partner, Lieutenant Dan, invested in a in a fruit company, Apple, and uh, called, sent a letter saying that you know we don't have to worry about money anymore, and he goes. You know, and that's good because that's one less thing. It's all it is. It's one less thing. It's just one less thing to deal with. You, I know you want. I know you want the 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 show. You want to see the whole thing because you worked for it and you had an idea from a young age to where you are today and what where you want it to be and what you've seen other people accomplish. Do it's it's just. But the money that was a that's just one more thing. It's it's not it's not. You, you have to have a balance and a way of dealing with the world to get it all. You can't. It's, it's I, oh, the money does not cure anything. The money, dude. Oh, if you have gee, cancer uh, and you win the lottery, I, yeah, you okay. still have cancer.
0: Okay, but that's that to me is the extreme. But but, but I, we're talking I, about I mean, yeah. That that's that's a no win situation. Like like fuck, man. Like. Yeah, I don't want. To, I certainly, don't want to dismiss or downplay cancer because I know a lot of people get it and die from it. But in terms of odds, how many people are like, come on, more people are not getting cancer than getting cancer. So you know, that to me feels extremish
1: Okay, but in anything in life, though,
0: anything shy of extreme, or which is, and I, and by that I mean life-threatening. Money money solves it all It really does I really believe that
1: I, I don't think it even comes close Oh, Eric, I, I told you this in another episode Eric Clapton had an amazing life Eric Clapton uh, was one, considered one of the best guitarists ever He uh, married his, uh, a beautiful woman He dated beautiful women he, had, he partied his ass off Had And his little kid was pounding on the screen And the screen fell out of and, again. Again, death this But no expl- one gets out clean
0: Let's get out clean.
1: No, nah, no, no one gets out clean. Everybody has to deal with whatever tragedy and whatever life, and how you deal with those is what makes you who you are. I, it, you know, you never hear people who, famous people,
0: successful people who commit suicide. It's almost to me feels selfish because it's like obviously something was bothering them, and we don't know that something was bothering them until they've taken themselves out. Before you go, can you do an interview and let people know what's bothering you, so that we can try to figure out how to fix that, so that you don't have to kill yourself? Like, can, can you can you can you reveal? Like, don't just give us the the, the the phony smiles and hide behind the dance and the and the smiles and the facade of look, I'm happy when you're really not. But maybe and we don't know that those people aren't happy until it's
1: too late. Maybe that's all. That's how they learn to cope. Robin Williams.
0: Yeah, it would have been nice if Robin Williams could have given a heartfelt interview where he just really opened up. And, 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 and look, if, if you feel like you're going to go there, if you feel like you're going to go there and go, yo, I'm going to take myself out. And I'm not in any way trying to be funny about this, but can't you like do go, I'm going to record myself on a tripod and I'm going to reveal everything that's bothering me where I'm at before I – Take myself out and then leave this for somebody to find so people can study it, analyze it, learn from it, and maybe help somebody before they do
1: that. If you think that they could do that, then they wouldn't need to kill themselves.
0: You don't think that somebody I don't can, think- can
1: sit in a room by themselves, reflect, talk to themselves, and, and get that shit out? It's it's the problem that they, they have no idea why they feel the way that they do. They would have to be able to, you would have to be able to go through that to understand why you are that person and be able to fix that. And then you're, then you're fixable. But I don't think that, I don't think if you're at that place where you, you, like none of this matters anymore. I think that it's because you can't get past that. You, you, you don't, you don't know what, what what the problem is, how to start fixing the problem, where the problem begins, where the problem ends. But I, I really think that I really think that the success the, the success you're looking for you'll get when you, when it just comes down to just doing the the things that you love to do and not wanting the success. No, I mean we all want the success, not making that the priority. I, I was
0: arguing with uh my baby mother, the one of twenty years, and as you guys know and have been following the chapters of my horror book, uh At times, Um, you know, the one from 20 years who I've been fucking with, who I love to death I would love to grow old and retire with. And then there's the one that I married twice, who's Tony Montana in a skirt, the Puerto Rican one. I have taken care of this woman for pretty much a whole uh, the tenure of our whole relationship. Off and on for 20 years never had to work, pay all the you know now she's living in a house that technically because her credit didn't exist or was horrible she couldn't have got it without me co-signing. so the lease is under my name. She's now just now starting to pay the rent on her own based off of money she's getting for her foster soon to be foster kids who are her relatives. Uh, but up until that point, I was paying her rent. I always give her money for her bills. I've given her over the course of this 20 years two cars to which I paid the note, to which I pay the insurance. I have basically been there doing it all. Now, that's not to say that that takes away from the fact that, look, I have been a cheater. I have been... I've done some fucked up shit. I've put her through a lot. But at the same time, she's put me through my fair share of shit too. Um, And I'm just like... I'm doing shit for her financially that's kicking me in the balls. But I'm doing it because I really do love this woman and I want to be with this woman. But the fact that she's so jaded that she doesn't understand... This is not how this shit really works. Most people got to get a job. Most people got to work. Most people got to struggle for what it is they need. I'm making it so that you don't have to struggle. Given that you got to take care of five kids, if you had to work, pick them up, take them to school, run them around, do this, do that, take my oldest daughter to her music uh, rehearsals and recordings and you would be finished because physically you don't even have the energy half the time to do all that shit and you don't work. You don't work. So now throw a job on top of that. Your money is thin. Now throw on, I'm, you pay the $1,700 a month car payment. You pay your own insurance. The $3,200 I give you a month for bills, you make up that money. The, the money you're getting to take care of the kids that's coming from the social workers or the whatever, that now is going towards the rent. And, the, and, and what you're getting for the kids is what the rent is. So once that money's gone, you basically have none. So you can't appreciate the fact that, you know, I'm busting my ass to make sure you need for nothing. But you'll call me all kinds of selfish and I'm a bad guy. And all of this other shit. When it's like, bitch, do you realize that if I took all that from you, how much tougher it would be? That's why I'm just like, when I when I sit here and I go about the money, like t- to be in a place where money is not. And when you use the forest example, the Forrest Gump exam, you get it's just one more thing. That's so dismissive to me because it's not just one more thing; it's a problem solver.
1: Yeah, it, it solves all the financial problems, but it doesn't. It doesn't get to the root of the problems.
0: But the root of the problem is, if you didn't have the money, should it be worse?
1: Would it? Yeah, I think so. Okay, if you didn't have the money, and this is getting this is getting way honest here. If you didn't have the money, you would know whether what she was willing to do to be with you. Would she get the job? Would she do that?
0: Well, she would do that with or without me, because now at that point it's about your own survival. Yeah, but and what you gonna do? Not survive?
1: So she would survive, but would she survive with you?
0: You mean would she be with me? Yeah. I don't think any woman will be with a man that can't make their pussy wet. And I and that don't always include uh physical foreplay and what you do with your dick. I think part of what keeps the pussy moist is that other shit, money. See, and what you can provide. I, I think,
1: I, I think that's a jaded way of looking at it.
0: I think that's a realistic way of looking at it. Paul Mooney had that great line: uh, "A wet pussy and a dry purse don't match." <laughs> but if that's what. Like she's working right now to go, I want to be independent. I made some mistakes in my life. I should have never leaned on you so much because anytime you get tired of me, you could take it from me. Anytime you want to kick me out of your house for another bitch, a la my second baby mother, which happened on numerous occasions, move in, move out, move in, move out, you could do that. So I want to get my independence of you so I can stand on my own and never have to worry about, Having that happen to me again. And listen, I'm all for your independence. You want to get the job? Get it. You want a career? Get it. Uh, You want to be free of me in that way? Go for it. Because I still believe we could have a life together without you being dependent on me. People do it every day. But what I don't like is for you to tell me uh, you want to get all your independence and you want to be free of me and all that while you still using me oh don't take the car I even said look I'll tell you what I got two more years left on this On this, two, two years and one month left on the Mercedes the payments are $1,700 a month take over the payments and we can put the car in your name too that way I'm not responsible for it so that's what you want to do oh you just going that's what you want to do oh so you want to be independent of me and you don't want to commit to coming back to me and being in a relationship and being in love and starting and having our family together. But while you on your journey to be free of me, still pay the $1,700 a month, still pay the insurance, still give you the 3200 a month for your bills. So like most people, you want your cake and you want to eat it too.
1: But yeah, that's what everybody wants that.
0: And... As my mother would tell me or uh, she you know you want people to stop fucking you pull your pants up stop trying to please everybody fuck it let the bitch take the bus like, So that's what you want you want me to take the bus I had this conversation with my mother she said yeah let the bitch take the bus And I firmly believe that like the saying goes you don't know what you have until it's gone And when you've been used to having it for two decades and you've never had to work for it, you've never had to struggle for it, how can you miss what's not gone? I firmly believe that if I took everything away and I said, well, then fuck it then. Be without me. Good luck. It would be a question of time before she would have to realize, holy shit, I had a dude that took care of all of
1: that. That was a better life. What am I doing? See, but here, here's my problem with everything you just said. You just said, I had a dude who took care of all that. That's not what I want. I would want someone who goes, I had a dude I had loved and took care of all that.
0: Well, she tells me she loves okay, me. Okay, I
1: get that. But that wasn't what how you, how you said it right now. You said, took care of all that. You want, don't you want to be able to take all that and have her go, you know what? None of this was that important. I love this motherfucker. I want to be with him, and I had a better life. What was I looking for? I already had that life. Where is that bitch? I'm looking for you. I, I, I mean that that ideally, when you when you said the thing about <sighs> Gump, yeah, money's something you don't have to worry about. It's the problem now. Money is something that you have to worry about in a different way. Now I have to worry about how this money gets used who who's using who who I'm taking care of and who's using me for my money money changes a lot of different things and and I always thought for me in my life I always wanted someone that just wanted me not anything that I brought and I put myself in a position where I have a girl who just cares about me because I didn't, I didn't have anything to get. We we both struggled at the same time. I was already older, but I was on my second, you know, this was my second part of my life. And we both struggled, and we both are in a place that we're happy, and we both contribute, and we're both happy together. But I, I don't know that I, if, if I felt like I, I, I wouldn't want to be in your position. I wouldn't want to feel that way. You know what, man?
0: I, and and I, I've always said this. I, I'm, I'm not good with change. I'm a creature of habit. Uh, I think most people are. But I think I'm real to the 10th power with it. Um, And I have an addictive personality. And when I like or love something and I feel comfortable and and it works for me, it's hard for me to break away from that. And I'm not going to lie, I, you know, I, I, I love this woman with all my heart. And I, I, I want to g- even go as far as to call it an addiction. Like, I got a problem. I got a problem trying to break away from this woman because everything in me is telling me, you got to go, bro. You got to move different. It's time. But, again, I'm 45. I'm so removed out the game from how you pick up broads. If it ain't going to fall in my lap, like I'm on the road, I meet this chick, she's bad as a motherfucker, and I just go, yo, everything aligns, the stars, and it just fall in my lap. I don't have to, like how do I go back out there and get it? I'm not going to go to a club by myself looking for a chick. Too old for that. Yeah. I'm not saying I I just don't want to start over. And and staying in something because you just don't want to start over is not the reason you no. stay. No. But again, I don't want to act like I don't legitimately love this woman. I do. I just I'm just like what the fuck, yo? Like what the fuck?
1: Now, I I, I know that you love her. This is a weird podcast. I do. I know that you love her. I know that you do, and I know how much you care about her. I get I, I get all that. But I don't know that you feel that she loves you the way that you want to be loved. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. That's, That's the word. word. Okay. Because I know she loves me. Appreciate it. But when you talk about um, unless it falls in, if you went out and you were on your own again, you it would change. And you wouldn't. You know, falling in your lap wouldn't happen that way because you would you would she would change that. You'd have to change that. Falling in your lap is like eating roadkill. I'm driving down the road <laughs> and I hit something, so I cook it. As opposed to, I'm a hunter. I go out and I and I and I shoot and kill and bring back what I want to eat.
0: I do not know what to make of that analogy.
1: It's it, it's it's pretty gruesome. You hit something with your car. You go home and cook it. That's it. That's falling in your lap, isn't it? You didn't put any All effort right. in. You didn't go out and say, I'd like this girl. <laughs> no, this thing <laughs> fell here and you went, All right, I'll have that tonight. Right. It's 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 about you though. You gotta have something that makes you feel you know you know,
0: I like I'm not this kind I'm not this pat me on the back kind of guy. And I don't wanna give off that message. I'm like I'm Superman with my cape out and my chest out and my fists on my hips. Like, credit me, because that's tacky. But at the same time, damn, yo, understand the difference between me and some other motherfucker who probably wouldn't do half of what I do. I read so many of these posts on Instagram and social media from dudes. We're at a different time. Chivalry is gone. Many about... Hey man, break my woman off a couple of dollars, make sure she all right. Hey, baby, go get your hair done and your nails done and your feet did and go buy some shoes, go buy an outfit. Bitch, what you bringing? like like that shit's over. Men don't give a fuck about hoes no more.
1: It's it's it it has changed. But I think that what we're all look for in a relationship is someone that makes us feel better than what we are. And treats us that way. So that we aspire to be as good as they see us. This is my cap thinking. My cap way of living life. Right. But I I always believed in, you know... It, it it's it's about the person. It has nothing to do with. It. Obviously, it has to do with the person you are. Has to do with everything that you are, including financials. But the person is what makes that up and makes that work. And it's about the person. I I, I wouldn't. I, I you know. I, I look back at my my first marriage, and I was a, I wasn't that this person. I could have done better. Uh, She could have done better. But I I wasn't What I have neither
0: the time nor the inclination to answer to a man who rises and sleeps under the very blanket of freedom that I provide (laughs) and then question the method under which I provide it. I would rather you said thank you and went on your way. I love that line in A Few Good Men. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, do you know how scary it is for most people to go paycheck to paycheck, live life through the grind, to be able to go, yo, I live rent free. I drive a Mercedes where I don't pay the note. The insurance, a good cost of my bills are handled if I wanted to. I could sleep in late or get up, take the kids to school, come back, crash until I could sit on my ass and watch TV and eat fucking bonbons. But the thing, Jesus Christ, just give me a little bit of thank you, daddy.
1: Is that all you're looking for?
0: Uh, Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah. But without without just appreciating you for being who Aries is. All she needs is someone who can pay that that same amount. I mean, any dude can come fill that void. If I, if, I, if it's just fin- financial, yeah. Good luck with that. Well, it has to be about you though. I get
0: that part, but just so good we luck. don't underplay what I'm saying. Yeah. Good luck with, with that. Because I'm telling you, man, it, it's it's d- them days is gone, and even when them days were here. In terms of totality and and, and and what all that costs, it's a hell of a check.
1: Okay, let me ask you this question then. So let's say you had that financial success you're thinking about. Mm-hmm. How does that change where you are right now? How does that change, not you, how does that change your relationship? Oh, it gets better. Because now we're on a yacht.
0: Now we're red carpet at the premieres and whatever outfit you got on, I gave you the credit card, said, act crazy. Do all that jewelry that make you shine? Go to fucking town. Now we doing what I was doing before, but better, bigger. It only And, 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 and at that point, you mean tell me now your pussy ain't Niagara Falls?
1: If you weren't getting a thank you back then, and now you have more, why do you think you're going to get the thank you then? This is just more. You have more. You have more to give. I want more because you have more to give. So give it up.
0: Let's leave it there. All right. All right. So without further ado, uh, this is my man from the East Coast. Goes by the name of Maurice Dotson. Maurice Dotson. And this is his song called uh, Boss Bank. So check this out. Listen to it, folks. If you like it, hit him up on Instagram. Let him know you dig his shit. Uh, And there it is, y'all. See y'all next week. Uh, Actually, see y'all on Thursday with some emails, okay? So here you go. My man, Maurice Dotson, Boss Bank.
2: The universal way. Here's what it is. But see, some niggas just get trapped or caught up in that trap. Just gotta do that thing on their back, it's up against the wall to make that bank, feel Here's what it is. It's like. Hey. <laughs> Watch your mouth, bitch, before that bang thing Do it for you, hitting hard as De La Hoya In the state of paranoia, call your lawyers Call your bitchmen, your starters and your bitchmen This thing I'm about to brain just might just cause A lot of lynchings, pay attention as I mentioned These sluts and hoes and bitches That'll have your child support, till you're older Popping dentures, a nigga bitch shook my mind state. it's kinda like a blind date Can't believe it till you see it, but gyrates like the crime rate Forty-fold as I go Through the dough, because I know these hater hoes hate me worse than before, but it's my Business, to keep these hoes guessing just like my mistress, complain about how my baby wanna pin chitches off my riches. Don't get for my shitness cause uh, what's in these syringes? I'll have you on your back, in endless with the fish. For the boss bank, oh nigga, I'm they go get up, transcend going for uh, the uh, boss bank uh, Mick a on that cream, my enemy uh, Goin' for the boss bank, uh Oh, nigga, I'm there, go get a Going for the post play. Uh, nigga, Mm -hmm. rolling that cream by E. So, what's your biggest nigga? What? Five, six, seven, eight. Are you making just enough to eat that cake that's on your plate? Warping houses by the lake. Heat a mattress with a bad bitch. Getting deep throat on the boat. Thinking back when you didn't have shit. Yeah, that's how we roll but we zoning on the cone of Just got out of jail, and you know you go back again. Barkin' at your boy, but how you got to go get it? Got a pack for you to move, and you know when you ain't with it. You bullshitting. Know a damn well that one sell. Have you back in jail, doing 20 years, no mail. I gave your baby mama no money. You know she gon' tell. Soon as she catch you with an next. Coming out the hotel, nigga, oh, well, guess because you gangbang, you know everything. Stuck up on that block, and now you back to making that scary change. Stay in the can't even see your kids getting caught up with that whole ass skate. All for trying to make Boy, your boss bang. Uh, hoe oh, nigga, I'm they go-getter, go going through. Can you feel it, baby?